It's the 2022 World Cup. It's Japan's players. Hello and welcome to the International Soccer Preview by Soccer Files Canada. I'm Kevin and today we'll be looking at Japan's squad for the 2022 World Cup. Uh, this preamble is going to be the same for every media cast we do for players. So those familiar with it can jump ahead to around uh, four minutes, three, three and a half minutes to when we begin talking about the team. Uh, the times for each section are near the bottom of the show notes. And for you YouTube watchers, uh, those include a timestamp that you can click on to go directly to that point. For those looking for a quick version of this, you can skip to near the end of the media cast. Uh, the last 10 minutes where we summarize the likely starters. Uh, just prior to that, with about 25 minutes remaining, we have some discussion on the squad, the main issues with the squad, their club affiliations, some statistics, and an overview of new injured and outgoing players. And we'll also be editing this media cast into a shorter version um, for those who are just looking for an overview. For those who are looking for a deeper dive, you've come to the right place. We go through the players uh, and how likely each one is to make the final squad. And we explain why we think so and give some information on each player's history and standing with the squad. Uh, the way we do this is first by organizing the players into their designated positions. It should be noted that uh, these are a bit artificial since players don't always play in their coded positions. Nevertheless, it's a good way to uh, organize the discussion. Then we go through the players and share some of the data we've collected in our soccer files. And using that data, try to predict how likely the player is to make the team uh, based mostly on their recent participation, but a couple of other factors as well. We categorize them into definite, likely, possible, possible but unlikely, and seems to be off the squad. We also mention big players who have recently retired and make note of any who are currently injured. And we finish by a quick run through of the squad again and try to determine which players are going to be the starters. Uh, okay, now for those following on YouTube, we run a very simple graphic where we list the names and you can actually see the players' names in print as it were. And it's the same broadcast for the uh, audio podcast. So we're going to try to repeat the names a few times uh, to help listeners familiarize themselves with the players' names so that you know who's stepping onto the field. And perhaps you can impress your friends by uh, telling them some of the things you've learned about the players here. And uh, that's as much as we can do to this point. Uh, but as the rosters are being published, we're going to do an update episode on teams and players. Uh, for the players, that will essentially be going over our predictions, updating them uh, based on the games played to that point. So they have a couple of games in September, uh, maybe a couple of friendlies before the uh, tournament that we can fit in. And we will reveal which players were selected for the uh, preliminary roster and the final roster. So uh, we're going to do that when the final rosters are published. So keep your eye out for those uh, probably in mid-November. All right, let's move on to talking about Japan. And uh, today I'm wearing samurai blue, but uh, my poverty of shirts prevent it from being a, Jap a Japan shirt. And so I go to my default Cardiff shirt, uh, uh, but at least I have the right color. 
Okay, let's uh, talk about previous podcast takeaways. So uh, we did do um, a podcast when the final round of uh, Asian qualifying began. Uh, we did a podcast on the teams there. And we've also done team podcasts for the World Cup. So uh, Group E, which um, uh, Japan is in. Uh, there's a, a full-length version and a short version there. And here are some of the points coming out uh, of that. So Japan is prone to uh, a couple of lapses. Um, uh, I'll detail this one and then tease a couple of them uh, and, and kind of flesh them out at the end of the podcast. But for this one, I'll mention they had a, an opening home loss to Oman uh, in the last round of qualifying. That was a bit of a shocker. And uh, then, just as they were on the verge of uh, seizing first place in qualifying, they uncharacteristically lost to Vietnam at home, and that cost them first place. But it is promising, though, that they did beat Australia twice uh, in the qualifications, and uh, actually these lapses uh, were to weak teams, so they're not playing any weak teams here, so not really an issue uh, here okay next one i'm uh, gonna leave this till the end but they do suffer a little bit of first game jitters uh we'll we'll tell you more about that at the end uh also they have a couple of odd strategies in tournaments that we've noticed uh another thing we'll detail at the end we're just teasing you with it now and uh this one we will detail uh, they played in the 2019 Copa America, and uh, I actually was surprised they sent um, kind of a B team there. Um, they did have a few veterans playing on that squad, but uh, kind of a lot of B team players. Uh, so at first I was surprised, then I thought, oh, okay, well, hopefully they're developing their bench for the future. Um, however, um, only five players emerged from uh, uh, that squad to become kind of considerations for this squad and none of them were at the uh, will be at the definite level um as we go through our players there were three kind of likely candidates and two possible candidates so uh, perhaps that's enough but i hoped uh, actually the experience would be more valuable to uh, japan uh, and give um players a bit more experience with uh, uh, south american uh, teams However, they did uh, kind of get that experience. A few of the veterans who were on the team got that experience. They also played a couple of friendlies uh, against South American teams. So there we have it. Uh, but all in all, that 2019 Copa America, uh, perhaps a bit less fruitful than expected. Let's take a look at their formations uh, over the um, period we're talking about. But we're going to add the Asian Cup 2019. It was... Uh, quite a while ago now, but it's still uh, good to look at. So in the Asian Cup in 2019, they started in the group stage with a 4-2-3-1 uh, format. That's a fairly attacking lineup. Um, four at the back, two uh, kind of central defensive-minded midfielders, three attacking midfielder, and one forward. Uh, but they uh, went even more uh, defensive well, it looks like more attacking, but actually their style of play was more defensive, especially in games four and five against Saudi Arabia and Vietnam. 
but anyway, in the final stages of the Asian Cup, it was a 4-4-2 formation. So I suppose um, uh, a little bit more attacking on paper, but as I said, not necessarily in performance. Uh, with that takes us to uh, World Cup qualifying. We're kind of skipping the first round of qualification and not uh, really adding that. Uh, we do when we consider recent participation for the student uh, for the uh, players. We we consider that how many first round games they played also. But uh, in terms of this uh, formation discussion, we just looked at the second round. So uh, they went back to that four two three one formation. Um, and then, and then uh, went to a four-three-three formation, which they had for three games, not three games in a row there. And then a four-one-four-one formation that was in three games toward the end, so games seven, eight, and nine. And uh, one time used a four-four-two formation. So uh, quite a bit of variety uh, in there, but no, perhaps not as much as it seems, because in every case it's. Uh, it's pretty much a four-five-one formation, so four at the back, all the way through, and um, you know, um, one uh, forward in in six of the games at least, um, and two or three forwards in in a couple of those formations. Uh, then they played four friendlies in June 2022. And uh, that was a 4-3-3 formation all the way through. So um, I'm going to roughly say that that seems to be the formation, uh, uh, their preferred formation, uh, but perhaps not because I think it's possibly a bit too attacking for the, for the quality of teams they'll be facing in the World Cup. Anyway, uh, when we go through the squad, we'll be talking about... Um, uh, where players lined up in these formations so it makes it a bit complicated that they had various formations but we'll try to navigate our way through that all right let's take a look at the the squad then player by player beginning with the manager and we start with hajimi moriyasu uh he is their manager and uh he was their manager for the 2019 asian cup so he's been there for a while now also uh, took them through the Copa America there in 2019. And uh, uh, he was a player for Japan himself uh, from uh, 19, uh, 1987 to 2002. And he was with the national team from 1992 to 96 with 35 caps and one goal. And he played in the 29, uh, 1992 Asian Cup and the... Um, confederation cup in 1995 so he's been with japan since 2018 he was actually with the under 23 team before that and moved up and only coached one club actually sanfri's hiroshima from uh, 2012 to 17. nevertheless he uh, he has been their manager now for four years so uh, let's move on to goalkeepers and we'll begin by kind of naming the candidates and then we'll go through them one by one and then we'll kind of summarize uh, the position how the position has played out over the last while so uh first candidate is uh uh Shuichi gonda uh and the next uh daniel schmidt uh sorry gonda is a definite player 
and uh, Daniel Schmidt likely, and Aiji uh, 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 Kawashima also likely, and uh, Koji Miyoshi uh, seems to be off the squad. We have several of those actually. Uh, Kosuki Nakamura, uh, Shusaku Nishikawa, uh, Keisuke Osako, and finally uh, Masaki uh, Higashiguchi all uh, seem to be off the squad. So perhaps we'll deal with those uh, fairly quickly uh, at the end. But let's take a look at uh, Shuichi Gonda. And uh, he uh, started 14 of their 20 games since 2021. So uh, the period we're going to look at here is their games uh, since the beginning of 2021. Uh, he started 14 of their 20 games and was on the bench for five of those. So just uh, one game he was not selected for. Uh, Shuichi Gonda has been with Japan since 2010 and has 33 caps and zero goals. And he's 33 years old. And he plays for Shimuzu Aspels in Japan. Uh, a recent move, actually. He was with uh, Portimonense in Portugal uh, since two, uh, from 2019 to 22, although he was loaned uh, to Shimuzu Aspels in that last year of that. And uh, some other clubs in uh, Japan there. And during his long period with FC Tokyo, which was his first club, um actually his youth club and then his first club he was loaned loaned to uh uh horn in austria um in 2016. so in terms of tournaments he's been around for a while but uh for the asian cup in 2011 and confederations cup 2013 and in the world cup 2014 he was just the backup keeper uh kawashima who is still here uh, was the starter in those tournaments. And uh, he didn't make the final cut for the 2015 Asian Cup or um, wasn't selected for the 2018 uh, World Cup. But he made a comeback and was the starter in the 2019 Asian Cup. Uh, he didn't play in the uh, Copa America in 2019. So uh, now he seems a, a, a very firm starter. I guess, from the 2019 Asian Cup. And uh, Shiuchi Gonda, we'll uh, probably expect to see in net on, on the first game against Germany. Uh, Daniel Schmidt is a likely candidate, and he started two of their 20 games since 2021. He was on the bench for 10, but not selected for eight matches. So uh, he has been with Japan since 2018, and has 11 caps. He's 30 years old. And he plays for Sint uh, Trudence in Belgium. That's a bit of an interesting case. Uh, Sint Trudence has six Japanese players uh, on their roster. So it's like a little gathering of uh, Japan, a little, a little patch of Japan at Sint Trudence in uh, Belgium. Uh, prior to that, he played for Begolta Sende in Japan and uh, other teams all in Japan throughout his career. He was actually born in the USA uh, and moved to Japan at the age of two. Um, and his first tournament was the 2019 Asian Cup where he was the backup keeper. He appeared only in game three, which was a B-team game. Uh, he also didn't go to the uh, Copa America 2019. And Daniel Schmidt uh, looks like the second string keeper for now.
and uh, EJ, Ka uh, uh, EJ Kawashima um, is the veteran keeper that we talked about who seems to be uh, just in a backup role now, but 38 years old he is, so uh, still going. Uh, still going. He started four of their 20 games since 2021, and he was on the bench for 14 of those, so just two matches that he was not selected for. So uh, he's been uh, with Japan since 2008 and has 95 caps, and as I said, 38 years old. Uh, but he's playing for Strasbourg in France since 2018, and he played for Metz in France and Dundee in Scotland and Standard Liège in Belgium. So he's been around. Um, also Liers in Belgium, he moved uh, from Kawasaki Frontal uh, in Japan uh, in 2010 over to Belgium and has been in Europe ever since. Uh, for the 2007 Asian Cup, he was the... Uh, backup keeper himself, so on the roster, but saw no action. Uh, Yoshikatsu Kawaguchi uh, was the starting keeper there, but he became the starting keeper for the 2010 World Cup and uh, kept the role, I won't name all the tournaments, but he kept the role all the way until the 2018 uh, World Cup. But then he wasn't selected for the 2019 Asian Cup. Perhaps he was being saved for the 2019 Copa America because he played in that one in the summer of 2019. He was just, uh, actually the backup keeper in that tournament, but he uh, gained the starting keeper, uh, the starting position. Uh, it was Keisuke Osako, who is now off the team, who was the starting keeper in the first game there. But um, Kawashima... Um, took over. Okay, so uh, uh, probably the third string keeper there, but a good backup keeper to have. And the rest of the candidates are all players who seem to be off the squad, so I'll deal with them fairly quickly here. Uh, Koji Miyoshi uh, last appeared for the national team on the bench in October 2021, and uh, he only has five caps and two goals plays for Royal Antwerp in Belgium, uh, having moved. Uh, that was his second spell. Oh, no, it wasn't. He was loaned to them uh, in 2019. So moved from uh, uh, Japan to Belgium. Uh, he was um, on the Copa America 2019 squad, so uh, the third keeper uh, there. Um, but otherwise uh, uh, seems to be off the squad here. Uh, Kosuke Nakamura last appeared for the national team on the bench in June 2021 and he was a backup keeper uh, for the World Cup in 2018 but he didn't see any action and he has just four caps with Japan between 17, 2017 and 2019 and he's with uh, Portmanense in Portugal that's the second time we've heard that name uh, in Portugal, he moved from Japan in uh, 2020 uh, over to Portugal. Shusaka, uh, Shusaku uh, Nishikawa um, also seems to be off the squad. He actually did return after a more than three-year absence in March 2021, uh, and he appeared on the bench for two games and then wasn't called up. Uh, anymore, but he does have a bit of a history with Japan, Shusaka Nishikawa, and uh, he actually was with the team from 2009 uh, and had 31 caps. Uh, now he's uh, 36 years old. Uh, he plays in Japan, and um, 
he played in the uh, 2011 Asian Cup as a backup keeper and actually uh, in the 2013 Confederations Cup, the 2014 World Cup and the 2015 Asian Cup, a backup keeper in all of them, but um, not selected for any of the tournaments after that, uh, but did uh, pop up his head in March 2021 uh, briefly, but um, not enough really to, to make a bid for the uh, final squad, it seems. Uh, Keisuke Osaka is the next, uh, seems to be off the squad. He returned after a two and a half year absence in June 2022, um, starting none of the remaining four games. Um, he was subbed in for one game, but then not selected for the last three matches. So maybe I should have him as a portable, but unlikely, because as I said, he was the uh, starting keeper for the 2019 uh, Copa America but then uh, after game one was replaced by uh, Kawashima, um, Keisuke Osako. So maybe has a better, uh, a, a slightly better chance than the others. I'll move him up to possible, but unlikely since he did appear uh, recently in June. Finally, Masaki uh, uh, Higashiguchi, uh, last appeared for the national team on the bench in March 2019. So a uh, very slim chance of getting in. He's played in Japan his whole career, but he was on the roster uh, for the 2015 Asian Cup, 2018 World Cup, and the 2019 Asian Cup. So the backup keeper there. So does have a bit of history with the team. Only eight caps, though, and is... Uh, uh, 38 years old now, so, oh, sorry, 36 years old, uh, so uh, seems to be off the squad. So uh, we have three real uh, candidates here, one definite, two likely, but all of the others seem to be off the squad except for Keisuke Osako, who I, I moved up to possible but unlikely. So it seems pretty clear that it's going to be these three goalies uh, going to the cup. Um Shiuchi Gonda was the goalkeeper in the Asian Cup in 2019, except uh, Schmidt, uh, Daniel Schmidt, replaced him in a B-team game, uh, game three there. Uh, Gonda uh, was the keeper, through the starting keeper throughout all 10 games of the second round of World Cup qualifying, except for the last game where Kawashima uh, came in to replace him. And in the four friendlies at the end, it was uh, each of them, Gonda, Schmidt, and Kawashimi playing one, and uh, Schmidt played uh, two, actually. So um, perhaps giving those backups a little bit of experience. And uh, two of those games were actually against South American teams, and the other were uh, in a, a summer tournament called the uh, Kieran Cup. Uh, I consider them friendlies, although um, I think the game against Ghana was actually not that friendly. Um, uh, anyway, let's move on to uh, talk about defenders. And uh, we'll begin with um, central defenders here. And uh, we have Maya Yoshida uh, still going, to my surprise. Uh, we consider him actually a definite candidate. And uh, Takahiro Tomiyasu, a likely candidate. And uh, Hiroki Ito, also likely. And uh, Naomichi Ueda, a possible candidate. Um, uh, Shinosuke Nakatani, a possible but unlikely candidate. And veteran uh, 
Jen Soji uh, seems to be off the team here, and uh, Shinosuke Hatanaka, another player who uh, seems to be off the team. So, um, yes, we saw that um, Japan goes with a, a four-man backline, so two central defenders uh, all the time. And we'll talk about how it's shaped up after we've introduced the players. But Maya Yoshida is the one we begin with, and a true veteran of the squad. We were surprised even um, uh, even in the 2019 Asian Cup. No, I don't think we were surprised he made it to that, but we did think that would be his last tournament. But still going strong, he started 15 of their 20 games excuse me, since 2021, and he was injured for two and not selected for three others. So um, he has been uh, with the team since 2010. He's actually the captain, and he has 121 caps and uh, 12 goals, about 10% uh, scoring ratio, which is pretty good for a central defender. He comes up for headers, and he is uh, 34 years old, Um and uh yeah certainly not uh slowing down he recently moved to schalke in germany in 2022 and was with Sampdoria in italy before that and um i remember him mostly from southampton in england where he played from 2012 uh, to 20 and he had come from venlo in the netherlands so actually just spent the uh, first couple of years of his senior career with uh, Nagoya Grampus in Japan, that was his youth club also. So his first uh, tournament was the uh, 2011 Asian Cup, and he was a starter in that cup, and uh, basically a starter in all um, in all tournaments, all the way up to the 2019 Asian Cup, where he was the champion. Um, I might say that in the um, 2014 World Cup, he scored... Um, Oh, okay. Uh, sorry, that was an injury time winning goal, but it was actually in qualifying uh, rather than in the World Cup itself. Um, anyway, uh, um, Maya Yoshida, a real presence at the back um, and uh, a player to look out for. Uh, let's move on to the likely players. Takahiro uh, Tomiyasu uh, started seven of their 20 games, a surprisingly no, low number there for a Premier League uh, player. Uh, he was uh, so started seven of their 20 games on the bench for one. He was out with two separate injuries, but just for four games and uh, not selected um, for the eight others. So actually, uh, up until June, he hadn't been on the field for Japan. Uh, since November 2021, and I suspected he was injured, and I kind of still do because I feel like at the start of the season he wasn't a consideration for Arsenal, even though he wasn't listed as an injured player. So I wonder if there was some kind of a problem with him. Uh, but anyway, uh, I think he just started playing with Arsenal at the time of this recording. That is his club. He's been with them since uh, 2021 and was with Bologna in Italy before that and with uh, Sintrudence in Belgium, that team that seems to uh, gather Japanese players. Uh, he moved to Belgium from uh, Japan in 2017 and he was part of the squad for the Asian Cup 2019. That was his first tournament where he started and finished uh, all games and kind of developed his relationship uh, at the back there with uh, uh, Maya Yoshida. They, they've basically been playing together 
for most of the games during this period. Uh, he also, uh, unlike a lot of players, uh, did go to the Copa America 2019. Uh, Maya Yoshida didn't. Uh, and he started and finished all, all three of their games there. So one of the kind of uh, senior squad members to to uh, to play in that cup. Uh, so to Hiko, uh, Takahiro Tomiyasu, a likely candidate. And uh, let's go on to uh, Hiroki Ito. So Hiroki Ito uh, got his first cap in June 2022, and he started three of their four remaining games. Uh, that was when um, Tomiyasu seemed to be off the squad there, and he was on the bench for one other. So uh, he has been with Japan just since 2022, and he has those three caps and is uh, 23 years old. And he plays for Stuttgart in Germany. That's a recent move in 2022 from uh, Jubilo Iwatu in Japan. He was actually loaned to Stuttgart uh, in 2021-22 uh, also. So Jubilo Iwata is his uh, youth club as well. So And the first club he played for. So uh, Hiroki Ito. Uh, looks like a likely candidate for this cup and uh, a promising candidate uh, uh, down the road for um, Japan. Uh, Naomichi Ueda uh, started two of their 20 games since 2021. He was subbed in for one, uh, but he was on the bench for nine. Uh, not selected, though, for eight matches, including the last four. So... Um, um, Naomichi uh, Ueda uh, has been with Japan since 2015 and he has 16 caps and one goal and is 28 years old and he plays for uh, Nîmes in France since uh, 2021 and with Circle, uh, was with Circle Brugge in Belgium uh, before that and moved over from Japan in 2018. He, was, he had played for uh, the Kashima Antlers in Japan for five years. Uh, there. So Naomichi Ueda's first tournament was the uh, 2015 Asian Cup, uh, where he was actually cut from the preliminary roster and then uh, called back in uh, to replace an injured player uh, at Suso Uchi Uchida. Uh, but he didn't see any action in the 2015 Asian Cup, nor in the 2018 World Cup though he was called up for that one. He didn't make the squad for the 2019 Asian Cup, but he did go to the 2019 Copa America where he started and finished uh, all games uh, here. So um, just played a couple of games, uh, World Cup qualifying games as a central defender. And I should actually go back to Hiro uh, Hiroki Ito to mention that even though he's coded as a central defender, all three of his starts were as a left back, um, um, Hiroki Ito. Okay, let's continue on to uh, Shinosuke Nakatana. And uh, he is possible but unlikely. Um, oh, sorry, I've just made a little mistake on my notes here. Uh, Shinosuke Nakatana uh, got his first appearance on the bench in March 2021 and started uh, two of their remaining 20 games and was subbed in for one and on the bench for four. 
However, there were 13 matches that he wasn't selected for, including the last six matches. So since 2021, he has five caps and is 26 years old and plays for Nagoya Grampus in Japan. Uh, but we consider him unlikely to make the squad. Okay, Jen Shoji is a veteran. Um, he uh, started two of their 20 games since 2021 and was on the bench for three, but then uh, wasn't selected for 15 others. And, in, and that includes the last 12 matches. So he seems to be uh, off the squad here. Um, a veteran, oh, uh, maybe not as much of a, a veteran as I thought he was. Uh, he's been with Japan since 2015 and has 20 caps and one goal. Uh, and he's 30 years old. Perhaps I considered him a veteran because uh, he was a starting one of the starting central defenders in three of the four 2018 World Cup games. Um, so... I thought he'd been around a bit longer. Uh, he was around actually for the 2015 Asian Cup. Uh, he was selected but didn't see any action just on the bench there. But as I said, uh, he was a starter in the 2018 World Cup. However, after that, uh, he hasn't appeared. So didn't make the squad for the 2019 Asian Cup and uh, didn't go to the uh, Copa America that year either so yeah <laughs> certainly not the veteran i thought he was just the name is very familiar to me though um finally we have uh, uh shinosuke hatanaka and uh he started none of their games since the 2021 um uh since 2021 but he was subbed in um uh, early on basically he was subbed in for a game and uh, uh and start um and on the bench for a game uh, and he also played in the east asian football championship in the summer of 2022 so actually after the friendlies we've talked about i've decided not to include that though because it seems uh, although a couple of the um i guess starting uh, first team players did play in that tournament which uh, J japan and korea especially in the past took very seriously they usually sent their best team uh, to that but now it seems to be more of a kind of a b team or perhaps an under 23 team um uh thing uh, so i'm not really going to include it in the count here because most of the senior team didn't play in it uh anyway shinosuke hatanaka did play in that but not really for the senior team so um we consider him uh, not a candidate here Okay, let's go back and summarize the uh, position of central defender. So actually, it is kind of complicated with uh, a few players coming in and out. But to simplify things, I'll say Yoshida and uh, Tomiyasu uh, settled as a pairing shortly into the Asian Cup. And that continued through uh, most of uh, World Cup qualifying games uh, until Tomiyasu was injured. Uh, it got a bit complicated after that. They oddly kind of... Um, they oddly kind of put on two new players, Taniguchi and Itakura, um, for game eight. So Yoshida wasn't used either. Um, put on two new players. And then those two players, Taniguchi and Itakura, basically alternated uh, playing alongside Yoshida uh, after that for games nine and ten of World Cup qualifying and also in the friendlies. So... 
um, getting a bit of experience in Tomiyasu's uh, absence there. All right, well, that is central defenders. Let's move on to left backs. And uh, we have uh, a definite candidate in veteran Yuto Nagatoma. Uh, so he's a definite. And um, possible candidate in Sho Sasaki. And then a player who seems to be off the team, uh, uh, Roya Ogawa. So just three candidates to deal with here. And uh, Yuto Nagatomi um, is a left back, but actually he did play right back in two of the last uh, friendlies there, but uh, is really a, a staple at left back. He started 13 of their 20 games since 2021, and he was on the bench for five others and injured uh, for two. So always called up when, when, uh, when fit. So he's been with Japan uh, Yuto Nagatomo since 2008 and has 137 caps and four goals and is uh, 20, 36 years old. And he plays for uh, FC Tokyo in Japan, but he just returned uh, from Europe there. He played for Marseille in France and Galatasaray and Inter Milan. So a very storied player. Um, having moved from FC Tokyo in 2010. So now he's kind of gone back to his uh, his first club, uh, suggesting that he's moving into retirement, as his age would suggest too. But uh, still going strong, still the starter, uh, it looks like here. His first tournament was the 2010 World Cup, where he was a starter. And um, I won't go through all the tournaments, but he was a starter in all of them, all the way up to the 2019 Asian Cup. Um, a very steady player there. Uh, he didn't go to the 2019 uh, Copa America, but um, uh, did uh, start and finish all games in the Asian Cup. There and 13 of their 20 games here. So um, Yuto Nagatomo, one of their, one of their steadiest long-term players. Sho Sasaki is a possible candidate. He started four of their 20 games since 2021, and he was subbed in for two and on the bench for six, uh, so not selected for 11 of those 20 matches. And uh, Sho Sasaki plays for, uh, sorry, has been with Japan since 2018 and has 15 caps and two goals. Um, he's no spring chicken himself at 33 years old. Uh, he plays for Samfries Hiroshima in Japan, and his career has been in Japan. He's been with uh, Samfries Hiroshima since 2015. Uh, the 2019 Asian Cup was his first tournament. Uh, he was a sub there, but did appear in Game 3, uh, a B-team game. Um, however, he didn't go to the uh, Copa America like most of the senior team. Uh, he did score one of their goals in qualifying for this uh um, World Cup, one of their 58 goals. Um, Sho Sasaki uh, seems to be the backup right, uh, backup left back uh, there, although he uh, did line up as a right back uh, in the Asian Cup there, so a bit of movement uh, on the lines there. Uh, finally, we have Roya Ogawa, and uh, we have him as seemingly off the squad. He got his first cap in March 2021 and started two of their remaining games uh, 
remaining 20 games, uh, subbed in for two, but not selected for the last 14 matches. So uh, seemed to uh, get a, a chance of being on the squad and then uh, drifted off the squad. So let's summarize this position. It's pretty straightforward. Uh, Nagatomo um, played all the games in the Asian Cup, except for game three, a B-team game where Sasaki replaced him. And uh, Nagatomo all the way through World Cup qualifying. And uh, Ito, um, I mentioned earlier the central defender Hiroki Ito uh, played three of the friendlies uh, uh, with Nakayama in the other game. Um, Nakayama... Uh, Sorry, I'll mention when we get to him. I didn't make a point of uh, saying what position Nakahama is. But anyway, uh, interestingly, in the uh, last four games, then players who were not left backs uh, replaced Nagatomo rather than Sasaki. So perhaps Sasaki is not the backup for the position like I, like I thought he was. Okay, that's uh, left backs. Let's move on to uh, right backs, see what's going on on the right side. And there we have um, a definite candidate in Yiki, uh, uh, Niki Yamane. Um, and we have a possible candidate in Hiroki Sakai. And uh, also possible is, say, uh, Muroya. Muroya. And we have two candidates who are possible but unlikely in Tomoki Iwata and uh, Ken Matsubara. Okay, let's take a look at these players. Actually, Miki Yamane is uh, new to the squad. Um, just uh, let me, just since 2021, he got his first cap in March 2021 and started nine of their remaining 20 games. Uh, subbed in for three and was on the bench for five. So uh, just three games that he was not selected for. Uh, he was also one of the few uh, senior players who played in the East Asian Football Championship there in the summer of 2022. So getting a lot of experience with Japan over a short period. He has 14 caps and two goals, actually, since uh, 2021. He's not a youngster, though. He's actually 29 years old. So pretty late in joining the uh, uh, Japanese team. Although he uh, his first uh, senior club uh, was Shonan Belmar in 2016, which would put him at uh, 23 years old. But he did uh, attend the Toyn University of Yokohama. So uh, perhaps got his degree before uh, playing uh, soccer professionally there. Anyway, late in joining the team, but now that he's there, he seems to have carved out a good position for himself. Uh, Hiroki Sakai uh, started six of their 20 games since 2021, and he was on the bench for one and uh, rested for one, and out with two separate injuries for the last six uh, games. Uh, he was actually injured uh, in late March, and uh, not available for the for the games in late March and, and June, but he was playing for his club in early September. So seemed to have an injury uh, that he recovered from. Uh, he's a veteran, actually. He's uh, been with Japan since 2012 and has 71 caps and one goal. He's 32 years old. Uh, he's, uh, um, like the play we talked about earlier, was uh, over in Europe but returned um, 
back to Japan. Now he's playing with Uara Red Diamonds, but he played for Marseille in France from 2016 to 21, and with Hanover in Germany before that, moved over to Germany in 2012. Uh, 2013, the Confederation Cup was his first tournament. Uh, he was just a substitute in that tournament and on the bench for the 2014 uh, World Cup with no action. And in fact, for the 2015 Asian Cup, he was selected for the preliminary squad but didn't make the final cut. So he only became a starter in the 2018 World Cup where he did start and finish all four of their games and um, actually had some good chances uh, uh, in game one against Colombia there. Um, uh, for the 2019 Asian Cup, he started all games except a, a B-team game. And um, he, uh, well, he got two yellow cards, but he didn't suffer a suspension. So a starter in the 2019 Asian Cup. He didn't go to uh, the 2019 Copa America, but it uh, doesn't seem to be a starter now, having started just six of their games, but was struggling with injury. So it'll be interesting to see the September games, whether it's uh, Sakai or Yamane, who uh, uh, starts on the right side there. But it could also be the uh, third possible candidate or the, the next possible candidate, say, uh, Moroya. He started two of their 20 games since 2021. He was subbed in for two and on the bench for five, uh, but injured for two and not uh, selected for the last six matches. Uh, he's been with Japan since 2017, but only 16 caps in that time and is 27 years old. Uh, he plays for Hanover in Germany since 2020. He moved from FC Tokyo in uh, two, uh, uh, 2020 played for FC Tokyo for four years. Uh, that was his first uh, senior club. So um, the World Cup uh, seemed to uh, come too early for him, despite his first cap in 2017, and he wasn't selected. But he was selected for the 2019 Asian Cup, but was a substitute. So he started only game three, uh, a B-team game. And he didn't go to the Copa America in 2019. So an outside chance, maybe his club affiliation uh, giving him a better chance than his recent participation. Uh, but uh, say Moroya, um, a bit back in the list there. But nevertheless, a possible candidate. Uh, we have Tomoki Iwata as a possible but unlikely candidate. He returned after a three-year absence, uh, but only played in the East Asian Football Championship in uh, 2022 uh, recently. I didn't actually include most of those players uh, because the only tournament they played in, uh, for the most part, was the East Asian Championship. But I included uh, Iwata because he was part of the 2019 uh, Copa America squad. Uh, as a substitute. Actually, he gained a starting position um, in that tournament uh, uh, and lined up as the right back for games two and three. So um, uh, he's 25 years old and has been with Japan since 2019. Uh, four caps and plays for uh, Yokohama F. Marinos in Japan. So an outside chance of making it in. And uh, Ken Matsubara, uh, first appeared actually on the bench way back in 2014. Um, just a bench appearance and then disappeared for six years 
uh, and then actually earned his first cap, his first field appearance in March 2021, but wasn't called up since. So uh, just uh, um, just uh, uh, light touches on the team twice in his career. So we won't give any more details on him because he seems very unlikely. Okay, let's summarize the right back position. It was uh, Sakai in the uh, Asian Cup, except for game three where Moroya replaced him. And uh, Sakai also for the first six games of the 10 World Cup qualifying uh, round two games, uh, Moroya replaced once in those uh, six games, but uh, Yamani uh, was selected for four of the last five games there. And then uh, Yamani and uh, actually left back Nagatomo, uh, Na Nagatomo moved across uh, in friendlies and Yamani and Nagatomo alternated two each. So that's the right back position. And uh, we move on to uh, midfielders. Uh, I'm beginning with, uh, sorry, with uh, defensive and central midfielders. And we find that they have a lot uh, in the center and not so much on the outside. So buckle in for a lot of names here. We have four definite candidates in uh, Waturu Endo, um, a definite candidate, and um, uh, Hidimasa Morita, also definite, Ayo Tanaka, Definite and uh, Shogo Taniguchi, uh, also a definite candidate, and then two who seem to be off the squad, um, Kento Hashimoto and uh, Sho in uh, Inagaki. Sho Inagaki uh, also seems to be off the squad. So let's go back to the top with uh, Endo Waturu, and um, he started 16 of their 20 games since 2021 and was not selected for four matches. Uh, Waturo Endo has been with Japan since 2015 and has 43 caps and two goals, uh, 29 years old. And he plays for Stuttgart in Germany. And uh, this name that seems to come up a lot, Sintrudens in Belgium. Uh, he was there from 2018 to 20. So a lot of players kind of uh, not only there now, but going through there. Uh, having gone through there. Uh, he moved in uh, 2018 uh, there to Belgium. He was with Urawa uh, Red Diamonds in Japan um, before that in his first club, Shonan Belmar, uh, which was also his youth club. Uh, the World Cup 2018 was his first tournament, uh, but he didn't see any action in that tournament, just a substitute on the bench. Uh, but in the Asian Cup 2019, he started uh, four of their seven games. And um, uh, yeah, he was actually sick for game one and uh, looked like he was injured for game seven there. So we can basically consider him a starter uh, in the Asian Cup and certainly in the qualification games um, leading up to this tournament. Waturo Endo, a definite candidate. And Hidimasa Morita started 10 of their 20 games since 2021. He was subbed in for three, on the bench for one, uh, injured for three and not selected for uh, only two matches there. So uh, Hidimasa Morita got his first cap in 2018 and has 16 caps and two goals now and is 27 years old. Uh, he's playing for Sporting Lisbon in Portugal. 
um, since 2022 and with Santa Clara in Portugal uh, before that having moved over from Kawasaki Frontal in uh, Japan in 2021. So uh, doing well for himself there and I wouldn't be surprised if he moves up the pecking order uh, uh, here with that club affiliation uh, that he has. He, he was uh, selected for the 2019 Asian Cup, however, he was injured, uh, declared injured the day before the tournament began and replaced by Tanashi Inui. Um, so he uh, actually generally played uh, midfield um, as a left midfielder or as a left central midfielder in the 4-1-4-1 formation. So in front of the stopper uh, on the left side there. Ayo Tanaka is our third uh, definite candidate. He actually um, first appeared in the East Asian Football Championship in 2019 uh, and was off the squad uh, for two years, but returned in October 2021 and went on to start seven of their remaining 12 games and uh, subbed in for four more and on the bench for one other. So he kind of came in and was... Um, uh, uh, always called up from October 2021. So uh, he has 14 caps and two goals since that uh, East Asian Championship in 2019 and is just 24 years old and plays for Fortuna Dusseldorf in Germany since 2022. He moved there um, in, I guess, 2021 because he was loaned to Fortuna Dusseldorf from uh, Kawasaki Frontal in Japan, which was his first club and his youth club. So no tournaments under his belt, uh, but um, uh, seems to have established himself in the second part of the period that we're talking about here. Uh, okay, next, our final uh, definite candidate, Shogo Taniguchi, started six of their 20 games since 2021, was subbed in for one and on the bench for five and injured for two, uh, but not selected for six, including the last three matches. Um, he also played in the East Asian Football Championship in uh, the summer. Uh, of 2022 and uh, Shogo Taniguchi has been with Japan actually since 2015 but just 13 caps in that time he's 31 years old and he spent his whole career at Kawasaki Frontal in Japan since 2014 so um, uh, hasn't been involved in any tournaments despite being on the squad since 2015 Okay, uh, Kento Hashimoto is the first of our uh, players who seem to be off the squad. He started two of their 20 games since 2021, and uh, he was subbed in for two. But three separate injuries kept him out for five games, and uh, he wasn't selected for 10 matches, so hasn't appeared for the team recently. Um, but did play in the East Asian Football Championship in 2022. Uh, but otherwise, June 2021 was his last appearance for the senior squad. So he joined in 2019 and actually has 15 caps and one goal. So played a lot at first, but um, uh, not so much recently. He's 28 years old. Uh, he did play for Rostov in Russia since 2020, uh, but was probably told uh, to leave the Russian team. So he was loaned to uh, Huesca in Spain since 2022 um here and um 
he played for FC Tokyo in Japan from 2012 to 20. So uh, he doesn't have a tournament uh, under his belt, um, not selected for the 2019 uh, Copa America or the uh, Asian Cup there. Uh, Sho Inagi um, uh, actually scored two of their goals in qualifying, uh, but that was in the first round. So uh, a pair against Mongolia, but last appeared for the national team in March 2021. So 31 years old with just one cap, uh, not likely to uh, make the squad here. So let's summarize the position. Uh, no, actually, we're going to go on to uh, central midfielders, despite having uh, so many names there. Um, uh, we'll do central midfielders first, as we usually do. And here we have... Um, Gaku uh, Shibasaki uh, as a likely candidate, and um, Ko Itakuru uh, also as a likely candidate, and uh, Yuta Nakayama uh, also as a likely candidate. So three likely candidates there. Uh, Rio Hatate is a possible candidate, and um, finally Heo uh, Kawabe as a possible but unlikely candidate. So let's go back to uh, Gaku Shibasaki. And uh, he's um, actually was captain for the 2019 uh, Copa America there. So uh, one of the senior players uh, kind of sent to the Copa America, but I'll get to that later. In terms of the period we're talking about, he started six of their 20 games. Uh, he was subbed in for three and on the bench for four so not selected for seven others but but six of those were the first uh six matches in 2021 so he has been called up regularly uh in recent times uh gaku shibasaki actually um koreans kind of uh, are amused by his name because it kind of combines uh two words that are similar to swear words in korea i'm sure he hears that every time he he meets a korean person. Uh, Gaku Shibasaki uh, has been on the squad since 2014 and has 59 caps and three goals. He's 30 years old and he plays for Leganes in Spain since 2020. He was with uh, Deportivo La Caruna in Spain uh, prior to that and Hetafi and Tenerife uh, on top of it. So he moved over in 2017 having played with Kashima Antlers uh, as his first club in Japan from 2011 to 16. So, um, excuse me a second. Just needed a sip of water there. Uh, the 2015 Asian Cup was his first cup. He subbed in, um, uh, subbed into games three and four, and actually got a goal there um, against. Uh, I, I don't know who the goal was against, uh, maybe against UAE there. Uh, he was a starter in the 2018 World Cup, started and finished all the games, and uh, was also a starter in the 2019 Asian Cup. So as I said, uh, he um, went to the Copa America that year too, in the summer of that year, and was actually captain of the team. Um, one of only two players to appear in uh, both tournaments there in 2019. So uh, Gaku Shibasaki, um, a likely candidate. Uh, we also have Ko Itakura. So he started six of their 20 games since 2021. He was subbed in for two and on the bench for four. 
um, injured for two and not selected for six games. So uh, Ko Itakuru has been with Japan since 2019 and has 12 caps and one goal. He's 25 years old. Uh, he has a good club history. He's with uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach now since 2022. Um he was with Manchester City in England from 2019 to 2022, but didn't play any games for them. Rather, he was loaned out to uh, Schalke in Germany and Groningen in the Netherlands. So he moved from uh, Kawasaki Frontal in 2018 to Manchester City. But, you know, even being on such a big club is uh, kind of a feather in the cap. However, it hadn't helped him that much with Japan. Uh, he was selected for the 2019 Copa America squad, um, but um, uh, wasn't a starter there, didn't appear in game one, but did start games two and three. So uh, Ko Itakuru, uh, still only a likely candidate for Japan, despite that uh, club affiliation um, there. So uh, 25 years old, I'm not sure if I gave that information 25 years old with 12 caps since 2019 okay and the last uh, likely candidate is yuta nakayama and he started two of their 20 games since 2021 uh, but was subbed in for nine and on the bench for three he actually uh, spent two games with the under 21 team uh, that must have been in 2021 because he's 20 he's 25 years old now so um, I'm not sure how that works. Uh, not selected for four matches. Yuta Nakayama has been with Japan since 2019 and has 17 caps and is 25 years old, as I said. Uh, Huddersfield in England is his club since 2022. And he was with Zoli in the Netherlands before that and moved over from Kashiwa Reisol in Japan um, in 2019, uh, I believe there. And uh, he was selected for the, uh, not the Asian Cup in 2019, but the Copa America. So he started and finished uh, at game one, but didn't appear in games two and three. So uh, actually those two players, uh, Ko Itakuro and Yuta Nakayama, uh, are two of the better players uh, uh, from that squad in the Copa America 2019. I mean, two of the players to kind of emerge from that squad and uh, make a, a serious bid for the uh, for the senior team. Uh, nevertheless, they're, they're likely uh, candidates, but not definite. Uh, Rio Hatate is a possible candidate. He got his first appearance on the bench in March 2022 and started one of their remaining six games. Uh, subbed in for one, but then uh, came or left as quickly as he came not selected for the last four matches. Uh, however, his club affiliation is also good. He plays for Celtic in Scotland. Uh, that's a recent move in 2022. And uh, the 25-year-old just has that one cap um, in 2022 uh, for um, Japan. So maybe with that club affiliation, we'll see more of him in the future as... Um, that will help him move up in the pecking order. Finally, we have Heo Kawabe, and he last appeared for the national team in June 2021. So we have him as a possible but unlikely candidate. He also has a good club affiliation, though. Uh, he's with uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers in England since 2022, 
Uh, actually, no, he was loaned to Grasshopper in Switzerland from Wolverhampton, and he was with Grasshopper the year uh, before that. Nevertheless, those are uh, fairly decent European clubs, and he has uh, four caps since 2021 and one goal and is 27 years old. So another player who uh, might come back into the um, uh, into the spotlight a bit more. Okay, well, we have all of those names in central midfield, and obviously um, they can't all be on the field at the same time, so we'll see how they get distributed. And I'll actually uh, kind of cover it a little bit here uh, right now. So he demasked... Uh, to the defensive midfielders. I think I said Hidimas uh, uh, Morita played as a left midfielder. Um, Ayo Tanako is usually a right midfielder, but did play left midfield in one game. And uh, Shogo Taniguchi played as a central defender uh, towards the end of the period that we're talking about. So you can see they have all of these players in the same position. So kind of redistribute them to nearby positions, um, uh, nearby positions. Uh, Ko Itakuru, the central midfielder, uh, also played as a central defender towards the end there, but we'll uh, kind of describe what's going on in the central midfield. So um, in some of the formations, it's a pairing of players. So in the 4-2-3-1 or the 4-4-2, it'll be a pair of central midfielders. And uh, that's what it was throughout the Asian Cup. And in a couple of the other formations, the 4-1-4-1 or the 4-3-3, it's uh, just a single player in the middle, uh, a stopper in the 4-1-4-1, and uh, um, a central midfielder with the right and left midfielder in the 4-3-3. Uh, it's almost always Endo and Shibasaki uh, when it's a pairing. And usually it's Endo if it's just one. Uh, but other players have come into the positions. Ironically, despite the number of players they have in this position, uh, right back Tommy Yasu uh, has come into the position once, and so has Shiotani. Um, they made appearances as central midfielders in the cup. And right midfielder Haraguchi uh, actually switched with Endo uh, uh, one time. Endo usually uh, in the middle, though. Um, so, uh, yeah, a little bit complicated, and I may have oversimplified it a little bit. But uh, if I go into full details, I'm just uh, uh, throwing out names willy-nilly. Uh, let's move on to uh, left midfielders here. And uh, as I say, they have... Um, a lot of players in the center and not so much on the outside. So uh, left midfielder, a more defensive midfielder role, uh, especially in the 4-3-3. So that's really the only time we see it uh, is in the 4-3-3 formation, uh, with, which they've only used a couple of times. Um, anyway, let's look at the candidates. We have Genki Haraguchi. Uh, one of Japan's veterans, as a likely candidate. And that's all we have, actually, for left midfield. So let's uh, let's talk about him. He started seven of their 20 games since 2021, and he was subbed in for nine and on the bench for two. So out with coronavirus for one and not selected for one, uh, Genki Haraguchi. He has been with Japan since 2011 and has... 
74 caps and 11 goals uh, and he's 31 years old so he's been in germany with several clubs uh, union berlin currently since 2021 uh, hanover hertha berlin and Fortuna Dusseldorf too. He moved over from Ural Red Diamonds in Japan in 2014. And um, uh, despite being on the team since 2011, he wasn't selected for the 2015 World Cup and only made the preliminary squad for the 2015 Asian Cup. So uh, veteran though he is, the 2018 World Cup was his first tournament. However, he was a starter in that tournament and he scored one of their goals, um, uh, picked up a loose ball in the midfield and ran in and, and scored it uh, against Belgium. So uh, a good uh, a good team to score against there. Uh, 2019 Asian Cup, he started all seven games uh, in that cup and he scored two goals in, in that cup. Uh, one was on a penalty against Oman and the other on a swift attack uh, late in the game, injury time, in fact, against uh, Iran, a big 3-0 win in the semi-final there. Uh, he wasn't, uh, he didn't go to the 2019 uh, Copa America and he scored one of their goals in qualifying for this tournament. Genki Haraguchi, um, the only player uh, coded as a left midfielder. So let me talk about the position. Uh, as I said, um, uh, rarely used, only in the 4-3-3 formation. Um, and usually in World Cup qualifying, it was actually Morita. Um, and uh, Tanaka, uh, Tanako switched over once and Hatate once. So uh, Kamada played the position twice in friendlies. Uh, Haraguchi himself um actually lined up as a left attacking midfielder we'll talk about that position under attacking midfielders and as a left winger uh, in the cup uh, in the friendlies he was a, a right midfielder and uh, we saw that he one time switched with endo to play as a central midfielder that was against brazil in a friendly so uh, genki haraguchi kind of um uh, moves around on the field uh, for right midfielders again um well we'll talk about that when we summarize the position so let me give the candidate we have uh, junior ito as a definite candidate and uh, dazen meida as a possible candidate that's all we have uh over here players coded in this position so let's begin with uh, junior ito he started 14 of their 20 games since 2021 and he was subbed in for two and on the bench for three and the only game he missed was uh, one he was suspended for um so junior ito has been with japan since 2017 and has 38 caps and nine goals He's uh, 29 years old and plays for Stade Reims in France since 2022, uh, having played for Genk in Belgium uh, for two years before that and uh, moved over in 2019 actually on loan to Genk from Kashawi Reysol. Uh, and he didn't make it to the uh, 2018 World Cup. He wasn't uh, selected for that one. And for the 2019 Asian Cup, he was just a substitute uh, started only game three there, uh, a beating game, but did sub into four games otherwise. Uh, and uh, um, But has really come on in World Cup qualifying here, scoring six of their 
58 goals, um, and but more significantly, starting 14 of their 20 games. So Junior Ito, now he actually um, really dominates the right attacking side of the field, and depending on the formation, will play as a right winger or a right attacking midfielder, or in the 4-3-3, a right forward. So uh, whatever the formation is there, he's usually over on the right side at the attacking end. Uh, Dezan Maida had uh, returned after a two-and-a-half-year absence in January 2022. He didn't start any of their remaining games, but he subbed in for five and was on the bench for one. So he uh, has been with Japan since 2019 and has eight caps and one goal. He's 25 years old. Uh, another player who has recently moved to Celtic uh, in Scotland since 2022. Um, he was with uh, Yoko F. Marinos before that and uh, also has played uh, for Maritimo uh, in Portugal uh, in 2019 and 20. So he's kind of uh, been around to several teams in Japan and a couple of teams in Europe as well. Uh, in terms of international tournaments, uh, he wasn't part of the 2019 Asian Cup, but was part of that Copa America squad. So uh, one of the five players, uh, basically, to come out of that squad and make an impact on the senior team. He uh, started game one, uh, but was subbed out 66 minutes in and uh, otherwise just appeared uh, as a substitute really late in game three. So um, kind of... Uh, on the starting squad there, but basically lost his position. Uh, Dezan Maida, a right midfielder uh, who we consider a possible candidate. So I'll summarize the position. Just like the left uh, side, there's no right midfielders for some of the four nations. So in the cup, uh, no call for this position. Uh, basically in the first half of the period we're talking about, so the World Cup qualification games, they're uh, rarely used uh, but a 4-3-3 was used in the friendly. So uh, basically it was Ayo Tanaka in the second half of the friendlies and then uh, Haraguchi uh, in the friendlies. Uh, in the friendlies. So right midfielder we consider more like a defensive right midfielder, like uh, in the middle line of a 4-3-3. So Junior Ito, despite being coded as a right midfielder, uh, plays further up the field in an attacking role. And uh, we are moving further up the field ourselves uh, by talking about the left winger position. Um, and again, it's only used in some of the formations, but we'll get to that later. The candidates here are Takumi Minamino uh, as a definite candidate. Uh, and actually, he's listed as a forward. Uh, his designation is as a forward or attacking midfielder, but I'm moving him here. Uh, because he did play as a co-forward in the cup and once as a uh, central attacking midfielder. But for the period we're analysing here, the World Cup qualifiers and the friendlies, he's always been on the left side. So um, he's played as a left midfielder once, so a bit more defensive role, but uh, three times as a left winger and as a left attacking midfielder or left forward. Um, uh, in the middle of the period that we're talking about. Uh, he started 14 of their 20 games, uh, Takuma, uh, Takumi Minamino, 
uh, 14 of their 20 games, uh, subbed in for two and on the bench for two, uh, and injured for one and not selected for one. Uh, so he kind of does play in various positions, but um, uh, Takuma, Takumi Minamino has 43 caps uh, for Japan since uh, 2015 and a fairly good scoring ratio of, of 17 goals in those 43 caps and is uh, 27 years old. He currently plays for Monaco in the French League. He moved from uh, Liverpool in England where he was from... 2020 to 22, uh, though he was loaned from Liverpool to Southampton uh, in 2021. And he was with Red Bull Salzburg in Austria before that, uh, moving over from Cerezo Osaka in 2015. That was his youth club and his first club too. So despite being on the team since 2015, he only made the preliminary squad for the 2015 Asian Cups and not the final cup. And he wasn't selected um, for the World Cup in 2018 either. So uh, the 2019 Asian Cup was his first tournament, uh, but he was a starter in that tournament. Um, and he didn't play in the Copa America later that year. Uh, has come on even more in World Cup qualifying, scoring uh, 10 of their 58 goals in qualifying. And as I said, started 14 of their 20 games. So we consider him a definite candidate. And, uh, oh, it looks like I didn't introduce the other left winger. Uh, that is a likely candidate, uh, Karu Mitoma. Uh, uh, Kaoru Matoma. Uh, he has um, got his first appearance on the bench in November 2021 and went on to start three of their remaining 10 games, uh, subbed in for four and on the bench for one. So the only two games he missed uh, were ones he was injured for. And uh, he has been with Japan then since 2021. He has nine caps and five goals in his time. So that's a uh, Good scoring ratio, but we'll have to see whether he can keep up that that kind of ratio. Uh, he's 25 years old. He plays for Brighton in England since 2021, but he was actually loaned out to uh, Union Saint-Gilois in Belgium uh, for 2021-22. And I believe that team is doing quite well um, in Belgium. Uh, and he moved over from Kawasaki Frontal in 2021. So no tournaments under his belt for Karu Mitoma, but seems to be making his way onto the squad. Um, uh, he scored two of their goals, actually, and, and a, a crucial late winning goal uh, against Australia in the second last game of qualifying uh, there. Um, and so we have two players coded as left wingers. So now let me talk about the position. Um, left winger is only used when they play in a 4-4-2 uh, setup or in a 4-1-4-1 four, one, four, one, um, um, which they did for three games of World Cup qualifying. So uh, in the cup, it was uh, Haraguchi uh, playing in the role and uh, Minamino, who we've moved from the forward position to left wing here, played all three uh, games as left winger um, in World Cup qualifying. And we're going to see that Minamino uh, also plays as left attacking midfielder and left forward um, 
and also we're going to see uh, uh, Mitoma has basically been used as a left forward in that 4-3-3 setup. But let's move on to right midfielders. And here we have uh, Takefusa Kubo um, as a likely candidate. And we have Ryo uh, Miyaichi, uh, Miyaichi uh, as a possible but unlikely candidate. And Keita Endo as a player seemingly off the squad. So uh, let's take a look at Takafusa Kubo. And he started only three of their 20 games since 2021. Uh, but he was subbed in for four and on the bench for four and was with the under-23 team for a couple of games, as well as being injured for four and not selected for three. So uh, nevertheless, we have him as a uh, likely candidate. He's been with Japan since 2019 and has 19 caps and one goal and is 21 years old. So he plays for Real uh, Sociedad in Spain since 2020, and he was with Real Madrid in Spain from 2019 to 22. However, uh, he didn't play any games in his three years with Real Madrid, but rather was loaned out to uh, uh, Mallorca and Hetafi and Villarreal uh, in Spain. And he moved over from FC Tokyo in 2019. So uh, very good uh, club affiliations there. Uh, in terms of tournaments, he was uh, part of the Copa America 2019 squad, so not the Asian Cup that year. Uh, but he is one of the top players to come out of that uh, Copa America squad, apart from the veterans who were sent. Uh, and there he started and finished games one and three and uh, subbed into game uh, two. Uh, he was supposed to start game two, uh, but for some reason he didn't. Uh, and he didn't score any goals in that tournament. But, uh, uh, you know, uh, looking like a good candidate here and uh, perhaps we'll get more starts uh, given his good club affiliation there. Um, he played as a right midfielder once, um, a more defensive position, and also played as a right attacking midfielder, um, a more attacking position. So um, we'll see where he ends up but we have him likely to make the squad. Ryo Miyaichi uh, returned after an almost 10-year absence uh, to play in the East Asian Football Championship in the summer of 2022. So I'm not sure why I have him on the squad here. I think I was impressed that he returned to the team uh, after a 10-year absence. Actually, Miyaichi uh, looked like a promising candidate for a while. He's been on the team since 2012, but just has five caps and it's 30 years old. But as I said, he looked like a promising candidate early on because he played for Arsenal in England uh, from 2011 to 15. And he was mostly loaned out there, but to good clubs like 20 uh, in Netherlands and Wigan and Bolton in England and Feyenoord in the Netherlands. But uh, now he's with uh, Yokohama's F Marinos uh, in Japan. So didn't really live up to his uh, potential there. And finally, we have a player who seems to be off the squad, Keita Endo. And uh, he earned his first cap with a start uh, way back in December 19, uh, 2019, uh, but then was off the team and returned after a year and a half absence um, uh, just to be subbed in, uh, just to be subbed in 
uh, for one game, but then uh, fell off the team and wasn't selected. So uh, Keita Endo, very unlikely uh, or to make the squad, seems to be off it. All right, well, let us uh, uh, talk about the right-wing position. It's very similar to what we said for the left-wing. So again, only used in a 4-4-2 or a 4-1-4-1 formation, uh, which was used in three games of World Cup qualifying. Attacking midfielder uh, Doan, who we'll meet soon, uh, played the position in the Cup. And uh, uh, right midfielder Junior Ito played all, played all three games in uh world cup qualification so um japan a bit of a confusing team because uh, it's kind of humorous that i'm introducing players here only to find that they haven't played in the position that they're coded for but uh there we have it and um okay let us move on i i've just realized actually rio miyaichi and uh, keita endo are actually left wingers uh, rather than right-wingers, so I should have done them in uh, that section. But it doesn't matter because neither of them are likely to make the squad. Okay, well, we're going to move on to forwards, and we'll talk about attacking midfielders uh, pretty soon here. But I just want to make some notes on the position. So um, if you think of um, the forward line in the 4-2-3-1 formation, which they used uh, uh quite a bit in the group stage of the cup in an early world cup qualifying there we have uh, two attacking midfielders and a central midfielder um and so yeah sometimes we have a left attacking midfielder and a right attacking midfielder uh, but in the 4-3-3 we have uh, a, a left forward and a right forward and uh, we can simplify things a little bit because it tends to be the same players who play whether it's a left attacking midfielder or left forward and the same on the right side. So let's uh, just make a couple of notes here. For the left uh, side, left attacking midfielder or left forward, and to be honest, usually left winger also, um, it was Haraguchi playing that role in the cup. And then uh, Minamino took over shortly into World Cup qualifying. Uh, the forward Furuhashi played once um, during that transition from Haraguchi to Minamino and played once uh, in that position otherwise. And uh, Mit Mit uh, sorry, Mitoma played uh, the last game of World Cup qualifying and then twice in friendlies. But at the end, Minamino returned uh, for the last friendlies. So you can generally think of that left attacking midfielder and left forward um, as Minamino's position in recent times. On the right side, it was Doan in the cup. And uh, as we said earlier, right midfielder Junior Ito kind of came into uh, possession of the uh, spot during the World Cup qualifying, uh, Asano and Kubo each uh, replacing him one time. And then uh, in the friendlies in June, uh, Doan returned and kind of alternated with Junior Ito um, in the friendlies. So uh, from what it looks like, it's, it's kind of uh, Doan and Ito um, occupying the spot with perhaps Ito uh, as the first choice. But uh, we'll see uh, again the friendlies. Oh, sorry, the, uh, the games in September will shed some light 
uh, on who really has the spot. So we've already introduced Junior Ito on the right midfielder. So uh, for attacking midfielders, we're going to meet uh, Ritsu Doan, who is a likely candidate. And we're going to uh, take a look at Yasuto Wakazaka, uh, Wakizaka as a player who seems to be off the team. So uh, as we said, Ritsu Doan played uh, kind of as a right attacking midfielder in the cup or as a right uh, winger when the uh, when the formation allowed for that. Uh, but uh, since the cup, he's only started two of their 20 games since 2021. And he was subbed in for four and on the bench for four, uh, injured for two and not selected for 10 others. So uh, has kind of lost his... Um, starting position that he had in the Asian Cup. Uh, he's been with Japan since 2018 and has 28 caps and three goals and is 24 years old. And uh, he plays for Freiburg in Germany since 2020, but was with PSV Eindhoven before that uh, from 2019 to 2022. Uh, he moved from Gamba Osaka in Japan in 2018 uh, to the Netherlands, uh, playing actually for Groningen first, uh, and actually 2017, because he was loaned uh, for the first year. His uh, only tournament was the 2019 Asian Cup, where he was a starter, and he scored uh, two of their goals there, um, and uh, didn't go to the Copa America in 2019. And uh, as I said, uh, kind of has lost his starting position to Ito, uh, with just two of their 20 games. Uh, but they are recent games in the friendly, so perhaps he's making his way uh, back into the squad uh, there. He has been on the squad as a substitute and on the bench, but making his way back into a starting position. Okay, Yasuto uh, Wakizaka um, is uh, seemingly off the squad. He got his first cap in March 2021, uh, but didn't start any of their 20 games uh, um, any of their 20 games since then uh, but he was subbed in for one and on the bench for one but then he drifted off the team uh, he he did come back for the East Asian football championship in the summer of 2022 which was actually after the friendlies uh, but that doesn't mean much because those players uh, there doesn't seem to be a lot of correlation between those players and the players selected for the senior team. So um, that is the attacking midfielder position. And we did talk about it again, central attacking midfielder kind of rarely used. Um, oh, maybe we didn't talk about it. It's just uh, in the 4-2-3-1 formation that it is used. Um, and that was just used in the group stage of the uh, Asian Cup and then the early games of World Cup qualifying. So it was Minamina and uh, Kitigawa in the Cup and uh, Kamada uh, uh, twice in World Cup qualifying and Kubo once. So once again, we have um, we have uh, players that were not coded for the position playing it. Uh, Doan, who is an attacking midfielder, played on the right side um, there. Okay, uh, we move on to forwards because um, Japan doesn't have any secondary strikers. Uh, and so we're on to our last category, 
of uh, center forwards, basically. And uh, we should be talking about Takumi Minamino here, because that's his primary designation. But because he's been on the left side, we talked about him there instead. So our first candidate here is the likely candidate of uh, Kyogo Furuhashi. And we also have uh, Daichi Kamada as a likely candidate, both of those likely candidates. We have uh, Takuma Asano as a possible candidate, and Yuya Osaka, uh, the veteran, also as a possible candidate now, and Ayasi uh, Ueda, um, possible at the possible level. And then uh, at the possible but unlikely level, uh, Daiichi Hayashi, and finally, Ado Onaiwu uh, as seemingly off the squad. So six forwards, uh, uh, seven forwards to deal with there. Uh, but a couple of them are fairly new to the squad, including the first one, uh, Kaiogi Furuhashi. So he started four of their 20 games since 2021 and was subbed in for 10 and on the bench for one. Uh, so he was injured for four and just one game that he wasn't selected for. Uh, new to the squad, as I said, despite being 27 year old, uh, he has uh, been with Japan since 2019 and has 16 caps and three goals with them. I believe he's the third player we're talking about that is with Celtic in Scotland now. He's been with them since 2021, having moved from Vitzel Kobe in Japan. And he doesn't have any tournaments under his belt, but he did score three of their 58 goals in qualifying, although two of them were against Mongolia. I know one of the games was a 14 nothing win. I think the second game was a bit mild, but they really filled their boots, and we'll talk about that actually when we look at their uh, goal scoring in general. The second likely candidate is Daichi uh, Kamada, and he started eight of their 20 games since 2021. He was subbed in for three and on the bench for five. So injured for two and not selected for two. And uh, Daiichi Kamada has been with Japan since 2019, but has 21 caps in that time and is 26 years old. So a bit of a late joiner, but uh, has played a lot since joining. He's with Eintracht Frankfurt in Germany, which I think is also doing quite well. Uh, he's been with them since 2017 and is one of the many Japanese players uh, who has been with Sintrudence in Belgium. Uh, he was loaned to them in 2018 and 19, and uh, he was in Japan uh, prior to that, uh, moving over to Europe in 2017. So he doesn't have any tournaments uh, under his name either. He... Um, was not selected actually for the Copa America 2019 uh, squad there. Um, yeah, okay. And uh, thirdly, we have Takumu Asano. He's just a portable candidate, the first of our three possible candidates here. So, uh, um, oh, hang on. I'm just going to go back and talk a little bit about where uh, Kyogi Furuhashi and Daiichi Kamada have played. So uh, Kyogo Furuhashi has mostly played uh, as a left attacking midfielder and as a left forward. So not really a center forward uh, here. 
And uh, Daichi Kamada has played as a left midfielder twice in friendly, so a bit more of a defensive role, surprisingly. And then as a central attacking midfielder twice in World Cup qualifying. So we haven't really uh, we haven't really met our um, centre forward yet. Uh, but let's forge on with um, Takuma Asano and. Um, he started six of their 20 games since the 2021, uh, since 2021, and he was subbed in for eight and on the bench for one. So injured for two and not selected for three. He's been with Japan since 2015 and has 36 caps and seven goals and is 28 years old. And he is one of uh, many, many players who play in Germany. So he's with Bochum in Germany since 2021 and actually was with uh, Partizan in Serbia before that and Arsenal in England, although he played no games for Arsenal in his three years with them. Uh, rather, he was loaned to Hanover in Germany and Stuttgart uh, before that. So he moved from uh, Samfri's Hiroshima in Japan in 2016 over to uh, uh, Europe there. Uh, but despite that, uh, he's well, he's been on the team since 2015, but has never actually been selected for a tournament. Uh, so he was on the preliminary squad for the 2018 World Cup, but didn't make the final cut. And for the 2019 Asian Cup, he was selected for the final squad, uh, and uh, but injured and not, not selected either for the 2019 Copa America. So, um, despite his uh, long history with Japan, has never been in a tournament and is only a possible candidate for this one. I mean, in addition to uh, uh, not playing a lot of games, we might have him as a, a likely candidate because he has been uh, called up for most of the games, um, but he is a, a, an injury risk on top of it, so um, may not play in this game. We'll talk about that more at the end. Uh, he has played as a forward. He plays as a forward three times towards the end of the period we're talking about and played also as a right attacking midfielder. So Takumo Asano, um, uh, well, we have him as a possible candidate, but uh, injury might get in the way. Yuya Osako is... Um, uh, something of a veteran on the team. We'll talk about that. He started 11 of their 20 games since 2021. Uh, he was injured for two, but then not selected for the last six matches. So he has recently moved back uh, to Japan to Vissel Kobe uh, since 2021, but he also played in Germany uh, for Werder Bremen in, in 2018-21 and for FC Cologne and uh, 1860 Munich uh, since 2004. He was with Kashima Antlers for five years before that uh, and moved over in 2014. Uh, he's been with Japan since 2013 and was part of the 2014 World Cup squad, but he didn't make the final cut for the Asian Cup two, uh, 2015 squad, but was a starter uh, in the following World Cup also so two World Cups in a row, but didn't make the Asian squad in between. He was a starter in 2018 and actually uh, had a very good tournament there. Uh, he was declared man of the match in game one against Colombia um, and scored uh, 
four of their 12 goals was that in qualifying uh no uh sorry i'm looking at the asian cup where he scored four of their goals so played quite well there too he was a starter um in in that cup too uh so uh for world cup 2022 qualifying he scored 10 of the uh 58 goals so he was a co-top scorer there um so um one of the japanese players who really has a good scoring record uh the question being whether he can do it against uh strong teams because most of his goals have come against weaker teams uh but anyway uh that worrying uh detail of missing the last six matches uh made us put him down uh to a possible candidate um he's a bit intermittent um uh, he was kind of on and off in the Asian Cup um, uh, because he started actually only three games. I said he was a starter because he started game one, but in fact, he just started three of the seven games. So it uh, was intermittent there and also in World Cup qualifying games. And then um, he disappeared in the, in the nine, ninth game of World Cup qualifying, nine of 10, and didn't appear in any of the recent friendlies. So Yuya Osaka, a bit of a question mark there. He does seem to be their best scorer, so uh, I'd be surprised if they just left him off the field because they don't really seem to have anyone to uh, replace him and have a bit of a problem scoring goals, as we'll see uh, soon. Uh, anyway, let's move on to Ayasi Ueda. So uh, he returned after a more than two-year absence in March 2022 to start two of their remaining six games to June uh, of 2022. Uh, he was subbed in for one and on the bench for two. So uh, just one match that he wasn't selected for after coming back in March. And uh, he's been with um, Japan since 2019, although there was that two-year absence. Uh, so he only has 10 caps. Uh, he's 24 years old, also quite young. Ayasi Ueda. He plays for Circle Brugge in Belgium since 2022. So a recent move there uh, from Kashima Antlers in Japan, where he uh, uh, started his uh, senior club career. Uh, so we have him as a possible candidate. And uh, now we take a look at Daichi Hayashi. Uh, his first and only appearance was on the bench in March 2022. Uh, so not much to say about him. Uh, doesn't have any caps for Japan. Um, maybe the most interesting fact is he's part of that gang that uh, is forming at uh, St. Uh, Truidence. Again, uh, six of their players on the roster right now and several others having come through at uh, St. Truidence there. So not sure uh, exactly why that is but it's kind of cute um ado onai uh, uh is the last candidate we'll look at he seems to be off the squad uh, he first appeared on the bench in november 2019 but then disappeared um uh, but returned after a 19 month absence in june 2021 and started one of their remaining 17 games and he was subbed in for two and on the bench for three, uh, but not selected for the last 10 matches. Uh, the interesting thing about Ado Onaiwu on, on is uh, he just has three caps. Uh, and in, 
in uh, one of their games, he scored three goals. So uh, a hat-trick in seven minutes, in fact. And that was in their 5-1 win over Kyrgyzstan. So got to give him credit for making the best of his appearances. Uh, we might see more of him in the future, actually. He plays for Toulouse in France, which is a fairly good club affiliation. And um, again, three caps in in three goals certainly looks good on paper. So Ado Onaiwu, uh, a forward, but uh, we have him off the squad because he didn't appear for the last 10 games. So that brings us to the end of forwards, but I'll just summarize uh, the position. Uh, in the Asian Cup, it was kind of um, uh, undecided. Uh, Kitigawa uh, started it, and then Muto um, uh, took over the starting spot, and then Osako in the Cup. Uh, Kitigawa and Muto are both gone now, uh, but Osako remained, and... Um, uh, played uh, in the first uh, most of the games in World Cup qualification, but towards the end was replaced by Asano and Ueda. And then, uh, as we saw, Osaka was gone for the last six games. So uh, Asano and uh, Asano played two of the friendlies. Ueda and Tanaka each playing one. Uh, so not sure what's going on with Osaka there. And um, uh, yeah, so we'll talk about that uh, moving on. So that brings us to the end of the player-by-player -player discussion. And we're going to uh, talk about the team as a whole here. So we'll go back to some of the notes that we had uh, at the top of the podcast. Um, some listeners may be coming in just for the end of this podcast or YouTube viewers. So um, we'll just remind them of a couple of the notes from above. Uh, Japan is prone to lapses in games. I'm not going to expand on that here because uh, the next point actually um, elucidates it. So uh, first game jitters. It seems like they uh, get a bit nervous in their first games. In 2018 World Cup qualifying, they started with a home tie against Singapore. Bit of a disappointment. And in the second round, a home loss uh, to UAE. Uh, in this qualifying for the 2022 World Cup, they started the second round with a home loss to Oman. And in the Asian Cup 2019, it was a struggling 3-2 win over Turkmenistan. So uh, all games they should be winning, but um, uh, a bit of a struggle for them. Actually, they were blessed in the 2018 uh, World Cup where they uh, Colombia took a red card and gave away a penalty to them uh, earlier in the game. Uh, so that really uh, gave them a good uh, start. But they did only win the game 2-1 despite being up a man for most of the game. Uh, incidentally, they meet Germany first here. So uh, that whole discussion may be meaningless. <laughs> okay, so uh, um, we've also noticed a bit of a pattern of some odd strategies in tournaments. So we were really baffled uh, for the third game in the 2018 World Cup where they fielded a weakened team despite needing points to go through. Uh, they eventually made it. And you, if you go back to the team podcast, you can get the, the full story, but we won't uh, repeat it all here. Uh, a bit strange, too, in the 2019 Asian Cup that they were so defensive in the round of 16 game, and particularly in the quarterfinal game against Vietnam. There doesn't seem much need for um, uh, 
Japan to be defensive against Vietnam, even though they did have a good young team. And in both of those games, they played an almost Catanaccio style uh, and came out one nothing winners. But uh, I did find it a bit odd uh, that they were being so defensive. And uh, finally, in the last game of World Cup qualifying here for 2022 World Cup qualifying, uh, they fielded an, a new formation with several new players uh, or several um, kind of experimental players, I would say, in their last home game against Vietnam uh, and ended up tying that game, which cost them first place uh, in the group. So some some odd strategic decisions there. Uh, at the beginning of the podcast, we talked about uh, the 2019 Copa America perhaps uh, being less fruitful than expected. I won't repeat all of that here. Uh, but one general concern uh, that came out of the players, uh, well, didn't really come out of the players, I may be introducing it here, is Japan's um, uh, concern with scoring goals. So uh, we did see in the players that they really don't have enough forwards. And the one player who does seem to score a lot for them has been absent for the last six games. Um, but even that player, um, uh, sorry, uh, I just want to, uh, even uh, Yuya Osaka is the player I'm talking about. Uh, even that player, um, uh, I mean, is is not kind of a renowned goal scorer, and they uh, lack a definite uh, scorer, uh, which is often actually a trouble for East Asian teams in general. Um, it doesn't really show in Japan's scoring record, and that's because they've played some fairly weak teams. Uh, for example, they got... Uh, 46 goals over eight games in their round one qualifying for the 2022 World Cup. So uh, it kind of masked, um, uh, that included, by the way, a 14-0 win over Mongolia and a 10-0 win over Myanmar. Uh, but it kind of masks the, the fact that they do have trouble scoring goals. Uh, that was evident more in the second round where they scored 12 goals over 10 games. Uh, in the second round, so that's uh, just over a goal a game. Uh, in the 2018 World Cup, though, it wasn't bad. They got six goals over four games against uh, pretty tough teams. And um, uh, in the 2019 World Cup, they scored, uh, they won, oh, sorry, Asian Cup, they won 3 nothing over Iran, which has a pretty tough defense. Uh, so they can score goals. Otherwise, though, in the final stage of that cup, it was just one goal uh, per game, you know. So a bit of an issue with them scoring goals and uh, perhaps with having a player. Uh, we saw actually they don't have a definite forward uh, there. So um, have a bit of trouble finding scorers. Let's take a, a look at their club affiliation. So we saw in the player-by-player Thing that a lot of them uh, play in uh, Europe, or if they don't play in Europe, uh, a lot of the ones who play for Japanese teams have played in Europe, and uh, uh, for some pretty good clubs. So we have uh, Tomiyasu with Arsenal, we have a couple of players with Stuttgart in Germany, and uh, Schalke, um, uh, uh, Eintracht Frankfurt, who are doing well, and uh, uh, kind of... Um, maybe secondary teams in in England, like Brighton um, uh, and in, in France, uh, Reims, 
we have uh, Monaco and Real Sociedad. So, you know, a lot of good clubs in England represented. I would say about a quarter of the players play for uh, the top teams in Japan, Shimuzu, S-Pulse, Kawasaki, Frontal, um, and uh, FC Tokyo. And uh, interestingly, uh, a couple of other interesting ones. Uh, we have three players playing for Celtic in Scotland. And then we have, um, well, on this squad, uh, just a couple of players playing for St. Truden in Belgium. But actually, there are six Japanese players on that squad. And uh, several others have gone through that squad uh, uh, besides. So, um, uh uh, that's uh, kind of interesting details. I forgot to mention Sporting Lisbon as another uh, top club that Japan plays for. So pretty good club affiliation coming into the cup and certainly uh, a lot better than it used to be because uh, I remember about 15 years ago, uh, they really only had a couple of players playing uh, for teams abroad, the, these uh, Southeast Asian teams, now Korea and uh, and Japan. and um, the top clubs over there have players uh, with several uh, several players with their top European clubs, so they've done well improving. Okay, let's move on to this uh, um, chart, um, and it's a little statistic I'm putting together. How many players do they have um, kind of on their uh, slate before them? For Japan, it's uh, quite high, actually, 50 players, and the average is... Uh, oh, the average is 49. So uh, not an inordinate number of players uh, that they they have before them. And I didn't feel it was a problem in the in the going through the squad. Uh, it's more notable if it's, uh, say, higher than 55 or lower than uh, 40, I would say. Lower than, yeah, 45 perhaps. Uh, anyway, uh, total number of players under consideration then. These are players in our uh, definite, likely, or possible category. 33, so that's bang on average, so I won't uh, go into detail about that. Again, only significant if it's out of the range. Uh, number of candidates who are kind of decided upon, so in the definite or likely category. And this actually is a bit high for Japan, 24 uh, so that means basically 24 of their players are decided upon and uh, there's only room for two more. Well, there's always a couple of injuries and a couple of players in form that come in late uh, and stuff like that. Right now, it looks like they only have a couple of positions to fill. And that's in line with Japan because they tend to be a very uh, kind of uh, steady, stable uh, team. So they, they don't like a lot of experimentation um, there. So I think they're looking good, but uh, there will be a couple of players. Perhaps um, I think they have a bit of a need for outside uh, midfielders and a bit of a need for uh, forwards. So I'm expecting to see a few of those players perhaps brought in for the September games, uh, trying to find... Uh, good candidates there. Average age of Japan is 28. That is actually the second oldest among uh, all the teams I've done. The average is 26.7. And uh, uh, anything above 27 is kind of old. Doesn't necessarily mean that it's a negative thing. It might mean they're a bit slower 
than uh, some of the younger teams. Um, uh, but only Belgium is older uh, on average than them. Uh, Belgium has 45 caps, so with the age comes, uh, uh, comes experience at least. But uh, while Belgium has 45 caps, Japan only has 43, uh, sorry, 34 caps. Um, uh, so 34 caps is, is a bit above average, but, uh, but um, you know, the price they're paying in older players is not perhaps giving them the experience bonus that it's giving to uh, Belgium. Let's move on to goals. They have 121 goals among their players. The average is 126. But I've identified goals as a bit of a problem for Japan. And uh, I think this uh, number of goals is inflated by playing weak teams in the first round of qualifying and even in the first round of the Asian Cup. You know, teams like Kyrgyzstan and Turkmenistan. They're not bad teams, but, uh, um, you know... Um, Teams like Mongolia and Myanmar, they do run the score up on them. So it kind of inflates their goal record. Uh, even at 121, it's uh, fairly low. It's below average. And that average is out to uh, 3.8 per player, which is also uh, fairly low. Uh, but we won't dwell on it. They do have a bit of a problem scoring. And uh, I'll give you actually uh, a bit of detail on a couple of these categories. So for goals, actually, uh, Osako is uh, pretty good with 43%, 44% uh, scoring ratio, 25 goals in 57 games. And uh, Minamino is 39.5%. Uh, so these numbers look pretty good. Um, I'm only going to talk about players who have more than 15 caps or so. Uh, those are the two biggest scorers there. Um, uh, uh, they have a handful of players who are above 10%. Um, but uh, Daichi, uh, Daichi Kamada is about 30%, so he would be their third highest scorer. Junior Ito, not bad at 23%. Everyone else is below 20%, and actually um, not many players uh, um, higher than 15%. So... Um, a, yeah, a bit of trouble scoring, but again, it doesn't really show in the numbers here because of some of the uh, easy, uh, weaker teams that they do fill their boots against. Uh, and I'll go back actually to talk about age just to point out that their, their oldest player is A.G. Uh, Kawashima. He's 39 years old, so be one of the oldest players to play in the World Cup uh, when he gets there. And they have 11 uh, of... Uh, they're 32 uh, definite, likely impossible players. 11 of those 32 players are above 30. But they do have uh, some uh, younger players with uh, seven players of 24 years old or younger. So do have a bit of youth on the squad. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, quite a few players who are older than... Um, the 30 and five players who are 33 years old or more okay let's talk about players and issues to watch so um one of the things uh, uh that might be a concern is that they have no fourth goalie uh in the wing so we saw that they have uh, one definite and two likely 
Uh, one of the likeliest 39-year-old Kawashima. Um, I just worry that if one of those goalie gets injured, I mean, of course, they have goalies uh, available playing in Japan, but none of them have really played for the national team. We saw that they have about six goalies who seem to be off the team. So uh, maybe a bit of a problem if one of the players gets injured, but not too bad an issue. And actually no real issues uh, in defense uh, for Japan. So we'll move on to the midfield. And we saw in the player-by-player -player run through that they have too many kind of central midfielders. I should change that to... Uh, uh, central midfielders, but yes, defensive midfielders. Uh, okay, I'll just change that back. And not enough packing, uh, attacking midfielders. I might say too that they have uh, too many central midfielders and not enough outside midfielders. But they seem to manage, and I don't think it's a big problem. Just um, in terms of position, variety of position, they have four definite candidates as defensive midfielders and three likely candidates as central midfielders. So obviously some of those players uh, have to play out of position and have been playing out of position. Actually, we saw in the in the player-by-player um, -player part of the podcast that uh, it seems like all of their players are playing out of position or a lot of players are. It seems like players coded in certain position play anywhere but in that position but um uh okay and then uh in terms of outside midfielders they just have four midfielders who are either right wing left wing or attacking midfielders so uh, a bit of a concern there but uh, uh they seem to have managed uh, uh fine uh and on the attack probably one of the more serious issues uh, not enough forwards and uh, no big scorer uh, although they have players with good percentages, they don't have one forward that they start all the time and rely on. In fact, we didn't have any forwards that were definite candidates uh, there. So uh, again, I think in September they'll be looking uh, for that. Okay, let's take a look at some of the new players on the team. So uh, Hidemasa Morito, uh, actually not that young. He's 27 years old and has been with the team since 2018. He plays for Sporting Lisbon, uh, and he's a definite candidate. So kind of an exciting uh, player there. Ayo uh, Tanaka, and I'm organizing these actually according to definite, likely, impossible. So the first three are definite uh, new players who have made it onto the squad, and uh, uh, you know we have them as definite making the World Cup. So Ayo Tanaka. Uh, been with the team since 2019 and is 24 years old. Plays for Fortuna Dusseldorf in Germany. We have him as a definite candidate. And uh, Shogo Taniguchi. Um, uh, not young, actually. 31 years old. Uh, but he uh, got his first cap in 2015. But we have him here because he's never made it to a tournament. Uh, but now, in uh, recent times, he seems like he's going to be a definite candidate. He plays for Kawasaki Frontal in Japan. Uh, then we have four candidates who are uh, at the likely level. Hiroki Ito. So Hiroki Ito um, is 23 years old and has five caps uh, since 2022, so just joined the team. He plays for Stuttgart in Germany. Uh, we have... Uh, 
Kaioru, um, sorry, Kaioru uh, Mitoma uh, as a likely candidate. He is 25 years old, but just uh, uh, joined Japan in 2021. He has nine caps and five goals, so uh, kind of exciting there. And uh, he has uh, moved to Brighton in England since 2021, but is actually, uh, no, I think he's back at Brighton now because his loan spell with Union saint Gilois in Belgium ended. Uh, so um, uh, a potentially interesting candidate there. Um, and also likely Kyogo Furuhashi. So uh, he has been with the team since 2019, 16 caps and three goals, not a great return for a forward and is 27 years old. But uh, one of the three players playing with Celtic uh, there, uh, Daiichi Kamada, uh, also a forward and uh, uh, likely to make the cup. And uh, 21 caps since 2019, but no goals. So um, I don't think he's been playing as a forward, but still, uh, that is not great. Uh, he plays for Eintracht Frankfurt in Germany, though, and they seem to be doing quite well uh, recently. And uh, we have uh, just two possible candidates uh, here. Ria, Rio Hatate, one of those three playing for Celtic in Scotland. He's 25 years old, just joined the team in 2022. And uh, Takuma Asano uh, plays for Bolcom in Belgium, but has been with uh, Arsenal in England and Stuttgart in Germany uh, as well. And he's 27 years old and actually has been on the team since 2015, but uh, has not played in a tournament yet and actually may not play in this one because he's a, an injury doubt, which is what we're going to move on to next. So not too many injuries for Japan. We have uh, Ko Itakuru, uh, a central midfielder who we consider a likely candidate, uh, but he is injured um, with a ruptured knee uh, ligament. Uh, and that injury uh, uh, happened in mid-September, and he has an unknown return date. Uh, uh, an unknown return date, but um, I don't know whether I read this or just because of the nature of the problem. Uh, but I have a note here that he's unlikely to make the cup, so that's too bad for Ko Itakuru and uh, for Japan. Uh, we just met Takuma Asano as a new player. But um, he has actually the same problem, exactly like uh, a ruptured knee ligament from uh, mid-September with an unknown return date. So uh, it also says in my notes that he's unlikely to make the cup uh, also, which is really unfortunate for him because uh, he was selected for the 2019 Asian Cup but left out due to injury. So... Um, uh, it would be sad if that happened twice in a row to him. Finally, we'll move on to notable absences before we do the predicted starters. And um, yeah, this player wasn't as much a veteran as I thought he was, but Jen Shoji, uh, a central defender who was a starter in the 2018 World Cup. He didn't play in the 2019 Asian Cup. But for the notable absences, uh, I think of uh, many listeners who go from kind of World Cup to World Cup and don't necessarily follow the regional cups in between. So I go back to the 2018 World Cup squad here. Anyway, Jen Choji, um, he actually did uh, start a couple of games in 2021, but um, 
has not appeared for the last 12 matches. So an outside possibility of coming back, but uh, uh, not certainly not likely. Uh, Makoto Hasebi. Uh, Makoto Hasebi, 114 caps uh, from 2006 to 2018. Uh, a real veteran for the team. He's actually still active with Eintracht Frankfurt uh, in Germany. Uh, but he did announce his retirement uh, at the end of the 2018 World Cup, so we won't see him. Uh, one of their big names, Honda uh, Keisuke Honda, uh, 98 caps and 37 goals uh, in his period from 2008 to 2018. Actually, he was just a substitute uh, in the World Cup there, so was uh, starting to age out even at that point. He's now uh 36 years old so um well 32 years old there but anyway he wasn't a starter uh, but a big name and he played uh, in lithuania uh, in 2021 um uh, and in azerbaijan too uh, he's currently on a task so maybe those will be the last teams that he plays for uh shinji kagawa uh last played in the 2018 world cup and he played from 2018, uh, 2008 to 2019, actually. So he did play a couple of games uh, in 2019. But um, 96 caps and 31 goals. Uh, he's actually with St. Trudent in Belgium, that team where Japan uh, seems to be forming a little society. Uh, and he's played all over the place, including Borussia Dortmund and Manchester City, his biggest clubs uh, there, and last uh, played in the 2018 World Cup as far as tournaments go anyway. Shinji Okazaki, uh, Okazaki uh, also off the club, he played from 2008 to 19 and has uh, 119 caps and 50 goals on record. He's 36 years old, uh, still playing and uh, humorously with St. Trudence in Belgium kind of an ongoing joke through this because so many Japanese players have been there and uh, a real veteran there. And finally, uh, Takashi in, in, Inui. Uh, less of a, a name than some of the ones we have above, but he played from 2009 to 19 and has 36 caps and six goals. But he was a starter uh, also in the World Cup like, like Jen Shoji. Uh, that's the reason why he's here. All right. Well, our last order of business is moving on to uh, predicted starters. So uh, here we go. There's the list uh, of candidates. And we'll begin with, uh, of course, the manager, Hajime Moriyasu. Uh, well, we doubt Japan's going to change that right before the cup here. So we'll consider him a, a starter or a definite uh, uh, going to be there. Uh, for a goalkeeper, almost certainly uh, Shuichi Gonda. And uh, the likely candidates are Daniel Schmidt and uh, Aichi Kawashima. Uh, we think those three will uh, definitely uh, make the cup with uh, Shuichi Gonda as the definite candidate. Uh, for central defenders, we have Mai Yoshida as definite and Takahiro Tomiyasu and Hiroki Ito as uh, likely. So uh, in terms of starters, uh, almost certainly Maya Yoshida and Takahiro Tomiyasu. Uh, Ito, uh, Hiroki Ito actually played as a left back 
and in the last three games, so maybe a starter if some changes on the foot uh, there, um, but not as a starter uh, for the central defenders. Uh, but they'll probably bring five or six, so I'm sure uh, he'll be going to the cup. Um, as a left back, I'm going to say Yuto Nagamoto as the starter, although he didn't start the last few games as left back. I think he actually may, may have moved over to the right rather than have not been there. Um, and uh, we have uh, Sho Sasaki as a possible candidate, but I wonder if uh, that central defender Hiroki Ito is actually moving into the backup position uh, as a left back. Nevertheless, we're just doing starters here. Uh, on the right back, uh, Miki Yamane has um, uh, put in a good bid uh, recently, uh, but I still think Hiroki Sake uh, uh, who, who really, in my mind, is the starter, um, has a strong bid too. So I'm going to hedge my bets here and just say that uh, I put them in yellow, which kind of means both of them will start. In fact, I'm kind of cheating and being a bit indecisive there. Uh, it's just that Hiroki Sake uh, didn't play the last several games, so uh, we're a bit of a question mark about where he's at, but um, I might see him as a starter above Yamane. Anyway, for defensive midfielders, we have four um, definite candidates. Wataru Endo, Hidemasa Morito, Ayo Tanaka, and Shogo Taniguchi. And uh, four definite to make the cup. But as far as central midfielders go, uh, I'm only going to say uh, Wataru Endo as a definite starter uh, among those. And uh, we also have four, uh, three likely central midfielder, uh, Gaku Shibasaki, Ko Itakuru, and Yuta Nakayama. Um, and uh, among those, I would only say Shibasaki uh, as a definite starter uh, there. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if some of those others did start, but I'm not confident enough to say that they'll be starters. Um, Genki Haraguchi is a big enough name that I think he should be a starter, but really he's only started seven of their 20 games, so uh, I can't really put him down as a starter. It's a bit hard to, uh, 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 hard to imagine because he started in the World Cup and Asian Cup uh, the last two tournaments, but um, uh, no, I'm not going to do it. Uh, on the other hand, uh, right midfielder uh, Junior Ito, I do think will be a starter. He's uh, pretty much owned the right attacking side. And actually on the left attacking side is, uh, I'm going to predict uh, Takumi Min uh, Minamino. He's actually uh, a forward, but in the player-by-player, -player, I moved him uh, to the left side because ever since after the Asian Cup, he has been playing uh, kind of as a right attacking or left attacking midfielder or left forward. As far as uh, uh, forwards go, though, uh, and those are really the only names I'm seeing, but maybe I should go through a couple of the names. So right midfielder, uh, definite is uh, Junior Ito. That's the only definite or likely. For left wingers, uh, I put uh, Takuma Minamino here and uh, uh, Kaoru Mitoma, uh, is also a likely candidate to make the squad. I don't see him as a starter, though. And for right-wingers, uh, Takefusa Kubo, I see him more as a substitute. Uh, I wouldn't uh, nominate him as a starter. Um, 
for forwards, we have uh, attacking midfielder Ritsu Doan uh, as likely to make the squad. And he was a starter for a while in the Asian Cup, but his uh, position has kind of been taken over by Ito there. So uh, I can't put him down as a starter. And uh, for forwards, we have uh, Kyogo Furuhashi and Daichi Kamada. Uh, I don't think either of those are really starters. Uh, to me, it's Yuya Osako, but he's been absent for the last six games, I think. Uh, and so I can't say with any confidence that he'll be a starter, but maybe I'll put him in yellow. Uh, and um, uh, some of the others, yeah, maybe uh, we'll start a game here or there. But I really think they're kind of uh, looking for uh, a, a centre forward and, and we'll try out a couple in um, the September games uh, because I don't think they've really settled on one. So uh, that's it for what it's worth. Uh, I'm not sure I've made 11 players there, but uh, those are the players who I do see uh, starting on the pitch. And that brings us to the end of the podcast. So thank you. Uh, thank you for listening. And um, Keep in mind that we will be doing an update podcast uh, probably in mid-November uh, and uh, we'll do that after they've published their final list so we can uh, we can see how accurate we were here. Meanwhile, keep an eye on us at Soccer Files Canada. That's Soccer Files with a PH in the middle and an S at the end. And our website is on the uh, screen here. But for listeners, it's soccerfiles.captivate.fm. And check our show notes, uh, both on, on the podcast site and the YouTube site. Uh, we've been improving those show notes uh, with li good links and stuff like that. So um, thank you for listening, and we will see you again next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>